Good afternoon, Scotland. Good afternoon, social media land. I hope you are well. Welcome to That Indie Show podcast brought to you by Mo from The Saltire on Instagram. This week, the national newspaper in Scotland was running a virtual roadshow where Callum Baird, the editor, interviewed one of my all-time political heroes, Michael Russell. Michael's storytelling ability to deliberate his political point of view in any debating chamber is second to none and an absolute pleasure to listen to. It gave me great comfort listening to his answers with Callum in the interview to know that under his presidentship of the SNP, his leading of the SNP Independence Task Force from SNP HQ is going in the right direction at a sensible speed. There was one section in the interview that stood out a lot stronger for me personally compared to the rest. And that was, what was it like to work with all the Brexiteers down in London, like Gove and, and his team, when, when they were all dealing with the, the whole negotiation of Brexit thing that was going on at the time? I have ripped that section of the interview out and included it in this podcast. I take no credit for this whatsoever. It's all Callum's amazing interview technique and and Michael's ability to to tell his story that that takes credit for this. So that's all available on the Nationals YouTube site to watch the whole video. But I think it's really important that you listen to, to Michael's whole story about this and then listen to my comments at the end about what it actually means for fighting for IndyRef2. So with great thanks to the National Newspaper and Callum Beard for interviewing Michael Russell, here is the man himself talking about his adventure and his experiences with, the, with being in London and Westminster and the Brexit team as a whole. Can you kind of lift the lid a little bit on on what that what that was really like meeting UK ministers, the likes of Michael Gold, for example? Oh, these kind of guys. Yeah, um, it got worse. Put it that way. I mean, you know, I thought it was pretty bad when we started uh, because you know, we hadn't voted for Brexit. It was an anathema. I, you know, I've been a strong, profound pro-European all my political life. I remain so. I think the EU is where we should be. It was a hell of a shock to the system, um, and grappling and engaging with people who appeared to think this was a good idea you know was was difficult and you know the, the, I, I did a, a long interview for the the uk and the changing europe academic project some time ago and i tried to explain to them that you had to do this twin track you know one thing was you had to keep expressing your opposition and working to try and get the decision overturned equally you had to recognize that if it wasn't overturned you had to protect things in Scotland that needed protected. So it was always that juggling act and you had to do that the whole time. But actually, you know, you were dealing first of all with people in the first iteration of the May government. You were dealing with people who hadn't a clue what they got themselves into and and had no idea how to take this forward. And it just was a mess. 
Uh, and I think as you know, they sank into the first year of it, it just became a complete mess. It, you know, we, we, I mean, Mark Drakeford, you know, the Welsh first minister was my opposite number for the first two and a half years. And you know, he and I just used to sit shaking our heads with astonishment. I mean, there was one meeting of, of the joint ministerial committee where when we arrived, there, wasn't, there was no room. They had forgotten to book a room. There was nowhere in the House of Commons. He, he described it afterwards to Welsh committee, Welsh Senate committee as being worse organized than the St. Asaf's Community Council. It was just a complete mess. And nobody knew what was happening from one day to the next. Those were the good days. It got a lot worse because then the ideologues took over and they were really unpleasant in a sense. Yeah. They were just absolutely determined to do this. And it didn't matter. And it didn't matter who got in their way. They were just going to do it. And they weren't particularly nice people. And you know, I look back with some fondness now to, to, to the days of, of David Davis and others, because at least you could have a conversation with them. You, you know, by the last year, you were just dealing with people who it didn't matter what was said. They were going to lie about it a lot of the time. A good example is the is is the Erasmus project. You know, Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland all said, whatever happens, we need to hold on to Erasmus. They said, oh yes, of course, we need to hold on to Erasmus. They, the Foreign Commonwealth Office did a value for money exercise, never told us what was in it, refused to take evidence, wouldn't explain it to us. Right through to the end, everybody was saying, oh yes, we're going to keep hold of Erasmus. At the same time, David Frost was negotiating it away. I, I don't think he had any intention of ever signing on to it. Ideologically, he was fixated with getting rid of everything. And it was that type of thing that you were putting up with. Now, you know, from my pos position, I, I don't think we could ever do business with them. I think that you know, we are, we're in a position where the only reasonable and feasible step is independence. And we have to find a way of securing that. But I also recognize that they will be desperate to stop that happening. So we had better be very determined um, and absolutely principled, and we have got to get it right. Because if we don't get it right, you know, they will take advantage of everything we get wrong. And, and that's what annoys me sometimes about some of the rhetoric I hear. They don't know, people don't know what they're up against, and they, we really have to get this right. We need to be determined, we need to be principled, and we really need to get this right. Make no mistake, we are in the fight of our lives. We are going up against unscrupulous individuals that have everything to lose if Scotland leaves the Union, and they have access to the greatest propaganda machine that this planet has ever seen. You have already experienced what the British state media does when it gets hold of something they can use to demigrate the Scottish independence movement. They just bite down hard on the subject and ragdoll it until the next thing comes along. It doesn't matter if it's not even true. They were willing to lie to get their Brexit. They were willing to sacrifice everything, to throw all of our industries under the bus just to hold on to their tax havens and their offshore profits. People can see who these people are now. The, the curtain has been pulled back on the wizard. More 
and more of the undecided voters of Scotland are now pressing for yes. And if we don't get this right, independence is ours to lose. The propaganda beast will latch on to that split that currently divides our independence movement. It will stoke the toxic behaviours that makes us all look so very foolish. That's what it does. That's what it's there for, to, to manipulate the dissent within our own ranks. Even now, there are some of us that rise above this, but the toxic element turn round and be critical of these people and call us wished for Indy. I am not wished for Indy. I am all in for Indy. I will not be told by any other Indy warrior that if I am not with them, that I am against them. This toxic behaviour will be what brings down our movement. This toxic behaviour will be what the mainstream media will latch on to and frighten all those undecided voters away. This is why independence is ours to lose. Michael Russell knows what we're up against. He has experienced these behaviours. He has felt the lies and the knives in his back down in Westminster. He is fully aware that the only way that Scotland will ever recover from this pandemic is with independence. So to get Indyref 2 wrong will bring down everything that we believe in, everything that we fight for. So we need to get it right. As I've been making this podcast today, there has been a, a great big announcement, which will lead me into making another podcast straight after this as well. It's great news. It's doing the right thing and getting things done properly and getting things right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and good luck.